the mics are live when the counter's up, and cool. then I will hit the music here yeah, when we get to about 30 seconds, and then we'll just fade that in, and then okay. make sure we have that to show. There you go. And where is it? The radio intro. I called it in here. It's like a mix. I even had like a... Yeah, yeah, that's why I did iMovie, you know, just I got a Mac again. I was like, everything comes with the name that I did create. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my phone, my iPad. Grassy Logic. I'm here today with the bird our time typing that today. Um, I appreciate you guys showing up with me today. Uh, we got a few topics to talk about, but I really wanted to touch base on who they are. Um, but I'm not going to do it for them. I'll let you guys go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, starting with Lee. So we're an integrated micro business. Um, we specialize in body products, but we also are producers and manufacturers of other sorts. Um, we are in a few uh, dispensaries. Um, across um, from Sunland Park to Las Cruces. And he is our uh, head grower. He's the one that, you know, helps things, you know, move along at the farm. Um, I mainly handle uh, manufacturing and the body products. That's my specialty. Nice. And, you know, uh, how's, the, how's the growing going and everything? The growth's going good. You know, we try to get an early start on the season this year. So we we're on a photo hunt, you know, we're mm -hmm. on a phenol hunt. I apologize about that, but. We're rocking photos predominantly, and we're doing a few different varieties. We're trying to bring back some of the – I know everybody's strung out on all the new things coming out, but I feel like there was so many flavors from the early 2000s that were lost in the breeding of the Big Bud and the, mm -hmm. all these hybrids. So we're trying to just bring some new flavors in and, you know, nice. find some stuff that people like. Yeah, definitely. You know, have a little bit of the old school crowd. You know, are you guys going to try to go maybe um... – Maybe the Bubba Kush kind of line or maybe the, the pre-98 or what are you guys kind of really looking to do? We're working on a lot of the top dogs, man. So mm -hmm. a lot of the cams, the okay. cam sisters, the sour diesels. Nice. We're on that ever long hunt for the old school sour diesel. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Everybody is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Road to El Dorado on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the goal, man. Maybe one day, you know. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys, um, you know, showing up the sh coming up to the show with me and, you know, showing up today and, you know, coming to have this cool conversation. It's really great to have you guys at this capacity and everything. So. Um, without further ado, let's get the show started, and we're going to actually talk about them. So uh, where are you guys actually located? We're uh, located in Anthony, New Mexico. Okay. So just down the road. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, down the road. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, you know, they're in the area. If you guys don't know, you know, Las Cruces, El Paso, you know, and the areas in between all kind of just mesh into one. And, you know, Anthony is one of those communities. And it's probably about what, 20 minutes away, you guys think? Yeah. About 20 about minutes 30, away? Yeah. Yeah, about 20, mm -hmm. 30 minutes south mm -hmm. um, of here. So there's a lot of producers out there. There's actually a lot of, you know, retail spaces, too. Um, do you guys happen to be at any down there, Anthony? Uh, not at the moment. No. no? Okay, yeah, cool. No. Um, are you, which ones in Cruces are you in? So we're at uh, Moss Buds okay. and uh, Reverie Cannabis. Reverie. Okay. I have you even heard of that yet. We are also uh, at uh, the Tropical okay. in El Mesillo. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, a good friend over there. I, I go and visit them, you know, regularly. Good guy. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the cool dude. Um, cool. Yeah. So 
what products do you guys really specialize on? I know you brought some here today to show everybody, and we can kind of get it closer up and you know, put it to the camera. But you know, what did you, what did you bring to show so, us? So um, I brought uh, our Magnacana um, Magnesium Body Butter. Mm -hmm. It is uh, all natural, um, whole plant infused uh, shea, uh, coconut oil, um, whipped body butter, okay. and so it's good for things like uh, well, can't say. Uh, Officially, but it's good for things like arthritis, uh, eczema, um, other pains that you may have. Um, and its special ingredient is magnesium. Mm -hmm. Many people are deficient in magnesium. And so it's the first uh, mineral depleted when we're under stress. And so many of us are under stress, you know, just the daily life. Um, so we put that in there to help, you know, with uh, stress relief and relaxation along with its other properties. Nice. And, you know, is there any way you can get the little close up to the camera right here? If you want, I can put my long arm up there. Sure. Uh, so this is what it looks like. It smells amazing, by the way. Um, and here it is. She said it's whipped and everything. It looks great. Um, let me see if we can get a really, there we go, a lot better view of the camera. Um, there we go. We'll get the producer to show it up. There you go. There you go. We'll have, we'll have Gino do some work there. Um, so that's what the product looks like. If you guys are looking for it here in town, um, as she stated, you know, some of the places, what was the second place? I never heard of them before. Uh, Reverie. Reverie. Cannabis. Okay. Uh, they just, uh, I believe they're opening on the 20th. Okay, cool. I believe. Yeah. There's so many new places. That yeah. It's, it's only, I mean, 988 plus. I think right next now. month we'll probably hit a thousand and then we'll see what the bubble does, you know, from yeah. there. But yeah, and we also have uh, another product here. Uh, this it's is called our, Canicus. Yeah, so it's our infused lip balm. That's cool. Yeah, it, so uh, again, infused. Uh, we try to go a uh, full spectrum. We try to use the full plant material to infuse our body products with. Um, this one uh, is with distillate, so it's not a full plant infused. Mm. But for the majority of our body products, we definitely try to uh, use that full spectrum so we can grab all the properties from the plant and... Um, you know, to infuse all of that into our body products. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's great to, to hear and see. And, you know, a lot of people don't really uh, think about, you know, rubs and balms and even, you know, lip balm um, when it comes to cannabis products because, you know, it's so overlooked. Um, but that's great that you guys are, you know, kind of filling that gap in the industry, you know, from that area. And I know you guys have actually won awards in the past. Um, so can you guys maybe talk about that? You know, maybe, you know, shameful, pl not unshameful plug. <laughs> so, um We've entered into, I believe it was three of the New Mexico Growers Cups. Um, the Magna Canna has won three times. Oh. Um, so it's a three-time so award a winning. Champ. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then our Vapor Rub also placed. I didn't bring any with me. So the Vapor Rub also placed as well as our Massage Candle. Um, so each of those main uh, products has received an award. Um, you know, just fun little thing to have, you know. Um, but we definitely... Yeah, it's fun to enter into the competitions and just, you know, just just enjoy it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been to some of the competitions where you guys won. And, you know, I don't know if you guys remember or not. But, yeah, I, I've seen the, the awards you guys got. And that's great. Um, what are some other products you guys have? Is it just mostly like this? Or do you guys have, you know, um, flowers too? Or? Right now, uh, it's the topicals, but okay. we do have a uh, flower within season. You oh. know? And, and, when you know, we do light depth and things like that. So whenever we have the product available, we'll have flower. We'll also have um, edibles coming out soon. We uh, do hard candy mm, okay. um, and uh, maybe some extracts coming out. We'll see. Nice. Yeah. yeah, cool. And, uh, you know, what do you have, you know, coming up from that, do you think, uh, probably the end of the year, you thinking, or, you know? 
We're hoping sooner than that. We're ha- hoping okay. to get a couple of harvests before full season. Okay. And so we're working on some things right now. Our light dip just started. And if everything goes as planned, you know, the industry has different curveballs it throws at you. But if everything works out, we should have something mid-July. Mm-hmm. And it'll be basically our launch where we start finding what we're going to keep and what we're going to put on the shelves and things. And what I, what I mean by keep is what kind of phenols are we preserving as mothers and things of that nature. You know, I wanted to add something on the body products. That's yeah. very important. Most, most people, when they go to buy a body product, well, all of us, we're all very uneducated. There's not enough science behind them. So we're learning well, as we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's data being built, you know, mm-hmm. with blind clinical studies and things of that nature. But whether you purchase our products or anybody's products, one thing that I would recommend is to make sure that that product contains THCA. So whenever you get a reading, you always just get a THC reading. And most of the time it's because it's from distillate, which means it's no longer in its raw form. It's basically decarboxylated or or activated, as they call it. Mm -hmm. And so even though that's great to catch a buzz or for whatever we use THC for, THCA is actually very responsible for the sensory or how we feel the product working at our skin. That's what binds to our CB2 receptors. So I think that's very important that people are aware that all our products that are gonna go in your body will contain both THC and THCA. Oh, cool, that is that is good to hear. You yeah. know, a lot of times, yeah, you know, some people have that misconception of just straight THC, straight THC, straight THC. And I'm a big, you know, proponent of, you know, um, not just straight THC, there's more in the plant than just THC. Exactly, right. and that's why we try to focus on our full spectrum. It's like um, any vitamin. When you uh, get source vitamin A or C from cherries, it's not the same as the vitamin that you take from a supplement that's isolated as a vitamin A or vitamin C. You get the full uh, benefits of everything that's supposed to be with that vitamin. And so that's why we do so, uh, try to source for the full spectrum. Nice, okay, yeah, that's, that's great to hear. Well, um, what kind of licensing do you guys have? You know, are you fully integrated? Or are you just, you know, manufacturing and um, with the producer? You know, what kind of license? We are micro integrated. Okay. So um, we uh, have a micro production and then we have a class three manufacturing. Oh, nice. So you guys, you know, a little bit of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's great that the you know state did that. So you can kind of piece it together like a Lego piece. Yeah, um, that was great, especially for us small businesses. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it kind of gives you step by step. Like, OK, we have this piece. Now let's go and get this piece to just snap on there. and We're good to go. You know, and I, I kind of feel that's a great way to do it instead of just forcing everybody. You have to do it all at once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like we also do have a retail license. We own a retail license. Oh. Um, but we haven't been able to align that yet within our business. Cool. Well, I hope you guys do here soon. Yeah, maybe we'll see the Bird Fam Farm retail establishment. Pop that would be somewhere. awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, speaking of that, you know, what are your plans? You know, for you know expansion and everything. Is it just the retail, or is it you know hush hush secret scroll stuff, or <laughs> <laughs> nothing really secretive, man? I mean. This is something that we've been trying to do since we've been together over 15 years. And so the fact that the state even gave us an opportunity at growing our 200 plants and at being able to turn some of that product into manufactured goods to us, that was really all we were ever hoping for. So when they say when people say living the dream, we're living the dream. Sometimes it's a nightmare and sometimes <laughs> it's more work than we anticipate, but it's worth every single bit of it. So we do look forward to expanding, but not too much, only within dispensary so we'd love to take as much shelf space as we as we can so if you're a dispensary feel free to reach out to us and maybe we can work something else to place our products on your shelf that'd be amazing well where can people find you guys you know social media you know how they contact you 
We're, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on uh, Instagram, Bird Fan Farms, uh, as well as on Facebook, Bird Fan Farms LC. And uh, you, can find, you can find <laughs> all of our info um, on those two websites. Okay, cool. And yeah, we, we post where, uh, what locations we're at, you know, where you can find our products, uh, reels, and just different things. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys, you know, are, you know, staying up on it, you know, and, you know, maybe we can see you guys more located more up, but not located, find your product more at different, you know, retails here in town or around the state even. Um, so is there anything you guys want to add before we move on to the next uh, set of topics? Well, as far as our body products and what we're manufacturing and that's pretty much it. We're a small business, so we definitely are local, you know, and we're not associated with any big companies or corporations. So it makes us a little, makes it a little more difficult, but we're going to be able to go through this motion and stick around. So look out for Bird Fan Farms, man. Nice. Well, um, thank you guys for joining me again. And um, as you said, we, you guys know where to find them. Um, at the end of the show, we give you guys another chance to plug yourselves. But, you know, I like to do it twice at least. Um, so we're just going to move on to the next topic. So thank you guys again for joining me. Um, and I'm glad you guys are sticking around, you know, to you know continue the conversation because we're actually having some really good you know, conversations yeah. before the show. And, you know, I hope we can kind of remember what we said <laughs> and, you know, kind of continue it because, you know, there's some really good points that we brought up. Um, but the first thing um, I want to bring up is I guess there's a product that's coming out here in New Mexico. And then there could be some, you know, out in the, in the, in the market right now that we just don't know about. Um, but this is what's being reported, I guess, in Albuquerque, um, a manufacturer called Assurance Laboratories. I guess they're now a distributor for New Mexico for um, U undo, 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 like U-N-D-O-O, undo. I think it's undo. Uh, anyway, um, they're a, a trio of supplements. And um, they're stating that the supplements that they're you know, going to give you, I guess you can take orally or however they have it, you ingest it somehow. Um, it contains, I guess, uh, is it coconut oil or is it olive oil? And they're saying that the vitamin E and the olive tall, so I guess it's olive oil, mm -hmm. um, are the key ingredients that kind of bind to a certain receptor. It kind of pulls back from your high, kind of like what they suspect the CBD would do. Right. You know, kind of the same thing. And so I kind of feel that they're going to have that. And they only mention one, which is the olive oil. And that kind of raises flags for me. I'm like, well, what are the other compounds? <laughs> you, know? Right. you know, like, okay, I get like, you know, the olive oil you're claiming, you know, does that. But, you know, is there CBD in it too? Is there anything else? You know, is it a cannabis product or is it just olive oil with some What other else stuff? is, yeah, going yeah, this on is, are, we, are we talking about snake oil here? You know, really, what what is this? Um, so it's interesting. Um, I, I figured I'd pick it up. Uh, they did state that it's at PVP right now. Um, and that's the only place that I can see that it would, it is right now. Um, I mean, what are you guys kind of thoughts on, it? I mean, being manufacturers, you know, making stuff, you know, similar, you know, and that people use, you know, what are your thoughts on it really, you know, with the olive oil and just nothing else? Um, that's interesting. We are yet to kind of see what, uh, how other things we consume interact with cannabis and the different cannabinoids, yeah. you know, um, like you said, uh, uh, CBD also inter interacts with uh, your THC and, you know, the levels. And so it's interesting to see what other uh, plants or things that we consume, how they will interact once we have some of that data. Yeah, no, no definitely. And, you know, only time will tell with a product like this, you know, yeah. we can't really tell right now, you know, they, they could be telling the truth. I, I don't know. You know, this could be backed by a bunch of studies and, you know, there's real science to it. And, you know, people taking olive oil, if they're too high, could be a thing, you know, I have no clue, or maybe this product, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, I would imagine if you're going to launch a product like that, you would have some kind of data behind it. Maybe I'm not sure that 
at the level of a lab or any kind of science behind it. But if I was to release a product like that, I would have wanted to have tried it on hundreds of volunteers before I ever released it. So I'm not exactly sure what it is that they're promoting or how they plan on it uh, working along with the cannabinoids or the compounds, but Hey, if it works, man, and it's a product that can benefit then by all means. Yeah. You know, by, I'm, I'm the same way with you. Um, and it's stating that it's currently being distributed throughout the state. Um, but, and I think that's just through, you know, one, you know, retail place, but yeah, you know, um, if it works, it works, you know, I have never heard of, you know, olive oil or olive tall <laughs> being a, a compound that, you know, connects to, you know, a can can cannabinoid receptor or anything like that. Um, so, uh, that's their claims. And, you know, this is a product, you know, we're not in Albuquerque, I'm down South and even yeah. further South than me. Um, and so we don't hear a lot about what goes on in Albuquerque. It feels like the line of the border check is kind of like a little barrier. <laughs> You're absolutely yeah, right. It's like a little barrier. It's like, they don't want to come down here. We don't really go up there that much because everything that we can do and you can do in Albuquerque, I can do in El Paso, you know, and, and more, <laughs> you know, if I need to go do something, I, I go to El Paso. Even my VA appointments are actually in El Paso and not Albuquerque. You know, so, you know, that's like kind of how the disparity, how different it is. So, you know, that's really all I wanted to, you know, say about this product in general. It's, a, you know, alleviating cannabis overuse is, you know, really what they're talking about. But um, it's an interesting product. This is something that is new in New Mexico. And this is something that I want to cover because we're going to get newer stuff like this all the time. You know, this isn't something, you know, that's going to be just this one time. So this is just an example of um, legalization, legalization, um, not hindering innovation. You know, so, you know, that's one thing that I'm really glad we did here in New Mexico was not hindering the innovation here in the state. Um, so moving on, um, I guess, you know, we're moving on quite a quick, quite quickly because that was a fast one. Um, this one actually might take a little bit um, because, like I said, talking before the show, I found out that, you know, you guys had a little bit more connection uh, with this next topic than I thought. And so the next topic is about expungement issues in the state. And so right now in the state, if you guys didn't know. Um, when we legalized cannabis, we actually added an expungement clause and it was kind of wonky. People were having issues and then they kind of went back this past year and, you know, rewrote some stuff and try to fix it. Um, however, people are still having issues and I can see the reason why, because certain things that get in there, make it kind of muddy and there's mixed stuff with it when it comes to charges, you know, like if it's cannabis mixed with another charge, then it becomes a little bit more different. That makes sense. You know, if it's just cannabis, I can see like, all right, get it out of here. Yeah. But if it's cannabis and then you say like a gun charge, then that, that's a little harder to, to, to kind of, you know, work around. And, you know, if, when it comes to the law, you know, it's, it's very specific and you know, it's a lot of bureaucracy that goes along with it. So, so far in the state, they've had 14,000 cases expunged this, expunged this far, which is actually quite great to be honest. You know, like we're not a huge state with a high population. So if it was California, you'd be like, whatever. But for New Mexico, that's actually quite good. You know, that's that's quite a few people in the state who've had their lives changed, you know, with getting these charges expunged, which, you know, were incorrect. And I'm glad that, you know, they wrote the wrongs of the past by passing such laws and allowing people to, you know, change um, the status of, you know, their their background. Yeah. You know, you know, this is something that affects people, you know, through the whole life. Um, so and the thing about this one is, is the way that they dropped it is where it's just cannabis, only cannabis charges. Um, I believe if you sell and you were, um, you know, running drugs pretty much, um, I think those charges don't get dropped. I think it's just possession and paraphernalia. Um, I think of the two charges. If you were selling it, then, you know, they don't drop that one. Now, I don't know if they drop one and keep the other. You know, that could be something that they're running into. Um, so I'm not too sure. It's saying that in some instances, the records are older 
and not in the, in the court system or the database. And I think they went just to a new system or something like that, I think. Um, and so that's probably making it even worse. And so that makes sense. You know, if you got charged, say, in 75 um, and it's, you know, now 2023, there's might be a high chance that it might not be in the system because they were still hand jamming everything back then and, you know, typewriting, mm-hmm. you know, with a little machine. So, yeah, yeah, I got my producer over here <laughs> laughing at me because he's like, I feel attacked. <laughs> so the amended law that passed this year, um, it initiates an automatic expungement um, for mixed cases. So the mixed cases are the ones that I was talking about, are the ones that, you know, OK, or maybe they have, you know, a, a drug trafficking and a possession in one. That's a mixed or, you know, maybe there was a DUI mixed with cannabis possession. You know, those those become like yeah. mixed things. And so now it's those mixed um, cases, I guess, are supposed to be automatically expunged. Um, but I guess that's not really happening because, you know, we, we try to do it one way. But when it gets into practice, it kind of happens a different. And uh, a lot of people have issues with it. And, you know, that could really um, hinder some people getting in the industry. And, you know, you guys were telling me before that, that actually the law changing um, when we went legal actually helped you guys. Am I correct on that? Or You're correct. Yeah, so, you know, can you elaborate, if you don't mind? Absolutely, man. That's like something that I always wanted to share with people. I wanted to share with the world, you know, that we had been impacted by some petty possession charges. Uh, Basically, the state of Texas, if you get arrested in Texas, they're going to charge you with whatever is in the container along with the weight of the container. It's about 15 years ago. I had a couple of fresh buds. We had just harvested some strawberry diesel, and I can't remember what the other ones were. But I only had about a quarter ounce per jar, but I had them in large mason jars. That weight alone turned my misdemeanor into a felony. Ooh. It got lost through the court system. Some issues happened. The felony stuck. It affected me through many employment opportunities that I had when I would step up to either supervisor or something that would come up. And I lost several opportunities because of it. And so when this bill got introduced and legalization took place in New Mexico, we were looking to apply anyway because they had mentioned that as a possibility to get in. We had what the state was requiring, but along with that, we also had a little story to tell about how prohibition affected our lives. We went ahead and we wrote it down and I'm not 100% sure that that's how we qualified, but from how I look at our application, that had to have been the reason. <laughs> you know, plus along with the help of a lot of great people along the way, man, that coached us and guided us on how to get licensed. We didn't do it all by ourselves, but yeah. I, I believe a lot of it was because we were affected negatively by cannabis in the state. I don't know what their percentage was that they say they were going to help, but if it was 0.0002%, we fell under that. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's great that, you know, they did help you guys because now you're here and you're providing great products to people. Um, and I'm glad to see that, you know, that we are one of the states that when we decided to go legal with cannabis, we decided a progressive route, you know, saying, okay, this was wrong to do in the first place. Let's go back and, you know, and just get rid of these charges. I mean, it's not that hard. It's not like, you know, you have to pay them back. You're just getting rid of the charges so their background's clear. One thing I want to clarify is I read this wrong, actually. The state is no longer um, uh, responsible to initiate the automatic expungement for mixed cases. I I read it wrong. Um, And that's how I understood it earlier. So now if you have a mixed case, that's the reason why people are having these issues and running into um, a pretty much bureaucratic issues is because if they have a mixed charge, it even says right here, like a speeding traffic, like a, like a traffic ticket along with cannabis charge, that becomes a mixed case. And then you have to initiate it and everything. But there's at least a chance that you can get it expunged. You just have to initiate it. And the state doesn't do it automatically. Unlike I had some weed on me and I got charged and they just dropped it automatically. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to clarify that I, I read it wrong. Don't want it to 
put that out there and all of a sudden people are like, hey, Chad totally told us the wrong thing. I've, I've read it wrong, my bad. So anyway, um, getting back on track, you know, it's really glad, I'm really glad that you guys, you know, have this opportunity now. And um, it really shows that laws like this may be seem simple or it doesn't affect you. It affects, you know, quite a few people. And, you know, and there might be more people that were in your spot or are right now um, than you think, you know, and absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's, it's great that you guys are willing to speak out about it, you know, because you guys are becoming, you know, advocates for people that were in the same boat, you know, because, you know, we all make mistakes when we're younger, you know, especially if you're in Texas, you know, that becomes, <laughs> becomes even worse. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> And, te and Texas doesn't tear the scale, so they weighed the jars, including, and so. Oh my gosh! <laughs> kind of like when they when they weigh the brownies, and the brownies count towards the weight. Like I yeah. thought that was so ridiculous. <laughs> so um, one thing I wanted to bring it up is um, we we also need smart advocating, or if we have a lack of, it's the reason why we end up with laws that don't make sense or we don't agree with. So that's one thing that I always try to you know kick that dead horse is advocate and smart advocating. Um, you know, we got to tell the lawmakers what we want. And if we don't, they're just going to come up with something. And then, you know, it could be wrong. It could be right. You know, and sometimes an outside source can look at it and say, oh, this doesn't look right. You know, like earlier, you're looking at your Facebook page. Like, Man, I should really change that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was hilarious. So that's all I really want to talk about, the expungement thing. Um, that's really all I had on it. And those are really the two topics that I had from like that's going on. I really wanted to touch base on the bubble. Um, and uh, do you guys know what I mean when I talk about the bubble? No. So as I, we were talking about before the show, we had we have 988 retail establishments and we only have 2.2 million people. We know about 50% of the retail sales come from Texas in the state. So there's a bubble that's going to be bursting because the price per pound has come down so much that it's now mocking, not mocking, it's now becoming along the lines or cheaper than the black market. And so now the places that are depending only on the black market are two things are going to happen. One, they're going to get busted. Um, and two, they're just not going to be able to afford it because they didn't make any relationships with farmers like you guys in the first place. And now say you guys just sold out, you don't have enough cannabis. And these dudes are trying to rush once the bubble pops to get product because they can't get black market at a good price and they can only get it locally at a good price. They're going to go out of business. And so now we're reaching a point where this bubble is going to burst, um, not just because of that reason, but for selling. Um, bad business decisions, expanding too quickly, um, coming to the market, um, a flooded market with not a really good business plan. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's several reasons that this bubble is going to burst, but the, a num the amount of retail establishments that we have in the state are too much for the amount that we have living here and just the amount of people that buy cannabis. So we're going to start to see a, a lot of people dying out. And already nationally, it's about 75 to 85% um closure rate with retail establishments for cannabis anyway so we're going to see a lot of those die here soon and so that bubble's already kind of ruptured and now it's getting to the point where it's just going to pop and i'm not too sure if that pop is going to be very rapid or we're just going to see it slow through time i gave it within a next year this time we're going to have a totally different market and so what this is is it's almost a stable stabilization period and so right now we're going to see people close and the people that are doing it right or have a good product are going to stick around. You know, the people that close, you know, maybe they'll, they'll have another chance and do it right the next time, whatever. Um, but that's capitalism, you know, and that's that's the way that the, the game goes when you get into the cannabis industry is, you know, there is a chance that you could fail and there's a high chance that you can make it too, make a lot of money. But, you know, you have to come in with the, the right game plan, you know, and you have to do it right. And so people that didn't, we're going to start seeing those people start to fail. 
Um, and I just wanted to kind of catch you guys up and, you know, people listening that maybe this is the first time listening to Ash Chad Grassy Logic show. Um, I've been talking about this bubble for a while and I'm talking about it because every state has gone through this. You know, we're, we're not alone um, with this bubble thing. This has happened in every state. And this is kind of where, where I base my analysis on because a lot of the stuff that's happened in other states is happening here. And, and to be honest, in New Mexico, it's kind of happening more rapidly. I was yes. gonna. Ask, I was yeah. gonna ask if, from what you've seen, and and I was gonna. I think that it has. It's happened pretty quickly because we're only. We're about what a year into legalization. Yeah, a year and a month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that's that's really fast. You know, like the pound, the flower prices have decreased drastically. You know, and so that's yeah. It'll be interesting to see where where we're at in a couple of years. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, this is just something that's going to be ongoing and changing. You know, certain factors could change. You know, this analysis or you know the future. You know, maybe something because there's always, you know, certain things I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, we don't know what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, those unknown factors. So, I mean, what, what is your thought, you know, about the bubble and everything? I mean, have you really been seeing it too? Because I've seen some places close already. Yes, you, you, you're seeing it right now as we speak. When we walk mm-hmm. into dispensaries, the owners tell us about how harder it's getting with the dispensary opening up next door and yeah. having their promotions. And so it does make it, you know, a little bit more difficult for us to even consider moving forward with our retail. We're glad we have, we're glad we have the license, but right now we're standing back and hoping that just we can, that we can get through just with manufacturing. Yeah. I guess the biggest thing to the bubble, and this is something that I've been talking to all the locals here that I know, very few that I know, is, is that we hear it in all farmers markets, but support local, man. You know, there's going to be big corporations that are coming in with tons of money. And so rules and regulations and all that's going to be nothing to them hiring attorneys mm-hmm. and CPAs and all that. It's going to be like any other business for them. But for the small guys like us who are barely building this business, we're barely figuring all that out. So support local man, keep all the small businesses in operation. You know, if anybody from your community or anybody, you know, is manufacturing a product or growing a certain kind of quality of support them and promote them on your social media, you know, share their stories and, just stay active with one another. I think education is going to be very important. And I've already been to a couple of large farms. And by being to these large farms, I see that it's like a monocrop like anything else. But it's missing something that we had back in the day when this all started. It's missing the love and it's missing the passion. It's become corporate greed. So if your weed is corporate greed, it doesn't really taste like anything. You know, I don't care how much cookie it has in its lineage. Yeah, it's still going to be commercial cookie. Yeah. I mean, genetics only goes so far as the grower who grows it, you know, like, and genetics play a huge role when you when you're growing, you know, to start with. But if you don't have someone who knows how to grow it or grows it, well, then, yeah, you're not going to come up with a good product. And we are seeing a lot of this Walmart weed, you know, coming mm-hmm. out, you know, on the market uh, alongside with, you know, the black market weed, which doesn't support local because a lot of it comes from California, Absolutely. Oklahoma. Um, it comes from out of state a lot of the times and doesn't come from local to start with. So. When you're getting black market uh, products into your establishment, you're not supporting local to start with. So if anybody's giving MSOs or multi-state operators hell or shit um, and you're buying black market from out of state, you're just as bad. Um, You're just not paying taxes on it. And so, you know, you're you're supporting an out-of-state entity. And that's really what that means. So one thing I I do want to mention and to keep in mind is that the retail establishments that are backed by the MSOs, they're most likely going to be fine. Because a lot of the numbers in the retail establishments statewide have dropped, especially in the city. Um, you know, some of these huge MSO licenses, their numbers have dropped significantly, but they're still in the hundreds of thousands or you know thousands of dollars. You know, and they're still making a lot of money. 
um, their numbers may have dropped, but they're backed by so much money that that's not going to matter at the end of the day. Absolutely. And these big MSO corporations know this bubble's coming. They're, they're yeah. not dumb. They have, mm -hmm. they have guys they pay to do what I'm doing right now um, to do analysis and stuff on the markets. And they don't worry about this because they know this is coming and all they're going to do is they're going to buy up all the little places that are going out of business and they're just they're going to expand it. it to those markets. And we're already seeing that. We saw Everest get bought up by yeah. Swazi. And Swazi is mm -hmm. actually looking to buying more New Mexico brands. And that's already happening as we speak. You know, so this isn't just a, just an analysis. Some of what I'm saying is actually happening okay. as we talk. Um, and so that's one thing I wanted to, everybody to keep in mind, like, you know, oh yeah, you know, we'll be fine. No, the MSO ones are going to be fine. The ones that we really have to worry about are the mom and pop shops Absolutely. because those numbers yeah. are down too. Yes. Um, and so if you want to help local shop local, but one thing I do want to say, and like, I admitted this all the time, this is the market and the market is going to choose what it wants. So choose wisely, yeah. you know, this is like voting. Um, so choose wisely what you want. Do you want quality? Do you want good cannabis or do you want Walmart cannabis? Um, because at the end of the day, what you buy dictates what's going to stick around at the end of the day. So, you know, just keep that in mind. You know, that's your guys' choice. Um, what do you guys have on, on that portion of it? Well, I guess uh, basically the bubble. It's, it's a scary thing for everybody. So for us, it's about building the community and sticking around. Um, basically our products, you know, our products work when we go to retail, these products at a wholesale rate, we're already at base minimum mm -hmm. based on the, the crash happening so fast. But like you say, when the big corporations move in, they're going to have no problem in uh, manufacturing products like ours for half or less of the price because mm -hmm. of numbers yeah. when they're manufacturing um, 20,000 body products and we're manufacturing a hundred, our cost of goods is pretty high and to them. It's just a numbers game. Yeah. Same thing with the pounds. You know, I mean, they, I've been to farms where they're already talking about $300 a pound for the season coming up. So what does that do to the small guy like us is we already have a base minimum that we could just barely stay on top and, or float. Right. Yeah. But when they break us down to $300 a pound and they're talking about crazy numbers like that, um, I think that that's part of how, the state just allowed so many producers with large numbers, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 plants. But then they gave people like us 200. And when these new uh, amendments came into place and they were talking about, you know, helping the micro producers and increasing it either by up to, I'm not sure if it 10 was 10% or a thousand. Yeah, 10%. So it went to 2,000. Plants. Yeah. And I believe yeah. that just got kind of laid out and it never really went through. And so that didn't really benefit us, but we did get a sticker that says support local micro businesses. Guys. So <laughs> look out for that sticker. Yeah. And that's a state thing, right? The, the CCD or the RLD came out with that, right? Yeah. 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 And that's pretty cool. I think I covered that a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I think that's really cool because, you know, New Mexico, we're all about, you know, local and stuff like that. We even have New Mexico true on our Chile products here in the yeah. state. So, you know, we're very proud of our local stuff, you know, so, you know, keep it local and keep it craft. Um, you know, if you do what you want with your money at the end of the day, you know, I can't tell anybody what to do with their money, but you know, if you do want to see more craft and more local stuff, then you know what you have to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are really good points that you guys bring up, you know, and, and some really good conversations or anything that you have particular on that, you know, when it comes to like MSOs and, you know, like them having more of, you know, I guess a leeway pool in the market when, when we come into an area like this, it's, you know, pretty much the great closure. Yeah. Many of them have came from other states, you know, and so they already know what the markets look like, you know, how they crash, you know, what the, their, the volatile points. And so when they come to New Mexico, they know what they're doing more or less, you know, than the small guys just starting out. Yeah. But 
And you know, this could have been the reason why our timeline has sped up versus, you know, Colorado, Oregon, and these other states, because it took them about three to five years to really get to a mature market and everything. And it seems like we're kind of rapidly evolving here in New Mexico. You know, our price per pound dropped significantly within a year. Um, our retails went up significantly within a year. I mean, we started with more retail establishments than Colorado did. Um, and now we have significantly more um, than when they started out. I think they have more now, but they have significantly more people. Um, right. You know, and we have that. But now, you know, we're reaching this point where we're at a point where, you know, it's, it's not even and there's nothing that's going to work for too long. So that bubble's going to burst. And uh, yeah, it's, it's scary. And one thing I want everybody to keep in mind about these numbers, when you look online, RLD has all these numbers. That's how I know, you know, what's who's selling what, and, you know, like how good they're doing. You can look by business, how they're doing. Um, one thing about numbers is in all of these numbers and calculations is we don't like take for account the unknown variables. And actually in most calculations in scientists and science, you have that variable for the unknown. And there's stuff that we just don't know that we're not taking into account. So if you see these numbers dipping like this, that's not telling us everything. Numbers can only tell you so much. There's more that goes behind it. And if you don't have these unknown variables inside of your equation, you're going to come out with something wrong or you're going to come out with something that's close, but it's not telling you the whole story. Um, you know, there could be something in the works. There could be investments. You know, you know, there's people, businesses, you know, they try to keep secrets all the time and they try to work, you know, um, so their competitors don't know what they're doing. It's fine, whatever, you know, a lot of businesses do that. But keep in mind, these numbers don't tell everything of what's going on. Um, and it is scary because like I said, you can see some of these businesses, you know, their numbers are like this, but if you look at, you know, where they're selling still, they're still selling like $30,000 a month, you know, versus last year it was like $400,000, you know, so stupid. Um, you know, they're still selling quite a bit a month. And yeah, their numbers may have dipped, but that amount just alone is still going to keep them afloat. And especially if they're an MSO, they're fine. Yeah, They're still making profit. They're not making as much profit as they were before, but they're still making profit. And we knew this dip was going to happen. And this dip is going to go like this and then eventually go like this. Um, it, it may you know, have its periods where it goes up and down. Don't get me wrong, but it's going to be more of a stabilized dip. And I think we're going to be there a lot quicker. Um, but these unknown variables are going to kind of change our timeline a little bit. And I think that's the reason why our timeline has been so fast because of these unknown variables and because these outside entities already knowing what to expect. And us in New Mexico being so ignorant to a, a new industry like this, which I mean, by all means um, it's new, <laughs> you know, we've never been here before. Um, the fact that, you know, we're ignorant to that fact, you know, that they kind of took advantage of it, yeah. you know, and you know, it's, it sucks, but that's the game we play. I mean, how do you guys feel about, you know, the numbers and everything? Have you guys looked at all of it? Not too much. Yeah. No. I mean, just seeing numbers dive down, I guess, would it like alarm you, I guess? It, it is alarming, you yeah. know, and just talking about it, you know, the time frame, you know, that things have already gone so downward. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting. And scary. And so, well, yeah, very scary. For oh, us. yeah. I mean, we're going to see. Um, some people call it a bloodbath. You know, I wouldn't call it that. You know, we're just going to see, like I said, the great closure. We're going to see a lot of people going out of business selling. We're going to see a ton of sales. We're going to see people selling their businesses. We're going to see them selling equipment for cheap. Um, you know, we've seen that in other states, you know, once then that happens. I mean, Oklahoma ran into that, I think, about a year after they went just medical because of the way that they did it. Um, you know, you, you can actually, I think there's a website now you can go and you can find the equipment that people are selling in Oklahoma because there's so much. Um, but that's, that's a whole different app. You know, we're, we're nothing near to what Oklahoma is, but, you know, 
that's just something I wanted to, you know, really touch on and kind of keep everybody aware of. And, you know, this bubble has a lot to it. There's a lot of parts to this bubble. It's not just one reason. Like I said, there's a lot that goes into it. And this is just another one. And MSOs play a big part. Of it. And they're probably going to be here after that bubble bursts. For how long? I'm not sure. Because if that bubble bursts and that MSO still sees that that retail establishment isn't doing good after the bubble bursts, then they'll probably pull that retail establishment. But a lot of them are holding on right now and they know that these numbers are going to do, go down and they'll probably be fine at the end of the day as long as they hold out because they have such funds. Um, unfortunately, the people here that are local, they probably won't. And that's sad to say, but that's the game that we played, you know, and that's the game that we signed up for, unfortunately. So in other words, hang on to your butts. It's going to get weird. Yeah. And, when, <laughs> and we're, we're not federally legal yet. So mm -hmm. we're still yet to see. You know, when Texas goes legal, mm -hmm. um, when we're federally federally legal as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's one thing I try to tell people is, you know, maybe start thinking about getting federal ready, you know, like, you know, looking at the federal guidelines, kind of thinking about, okay, what's to come? What do these other industries have to follow federally? Because we're only under states, you know, state stuff right now, except for taxes. You still got to pay federal taxes. It's so stupid. Um, but we're only under state, you know, rules and laws right now. Once federal comes, that's going to be a total different ballgame because now you're dealing with the FDA, you're dealing with, you know, all kinds of other people. I mean, you even have to deal with uh, the C uh, CDC if you want to do advertising, you, you know, yeah. you have to deal with that. So, I mean, it goes because at that point it unlocks a lot of things, but it also unlocks a, a bunch of other pain in the asses for you. So um, just keep that in mind. It also uh, <laughs> enables uh, more testing. Though. So that yes. would be a good thing, you know, especially mm -hmm. for our topicals. You know, we would love more testing on our topicals, you know, things like that. And that's one thing that people need to prepare, be prepared for is, you know, the federal requirements for testing. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're only going to have to go through state right now, but soon you're going to have to go through federal uh, guidelines, too. So you're going to have to make sure your stuff's super clean. You know, and there's, you know, even more stringent uh, rules when it comes to federal guidelines. Uh, so, yeah, that's a very good point that you bring up there, you know, because a lot of people aren't even thinking about that portion of like, oh, you know, you know, we're, testing sucks right now. It's like, yeah, wait until it gets better in the state and then wait till we go federal because then you're going to be really complaining. Okay. You know, you know like your product's going to have to be way cleaner than it is right now. So <laughs> that's something that, you know, I'm glad you guys are you know thinking about that ahead of time now, you know, instead of, you know, five years from now, I'm like, hey, we're going next year. It's going federal. I'm like, oh, crap, we're not ready. But, you know, you guys are ahead of it because, you know, these are really good products. And, you know, I trust it and everything. So, yeah, thank you. And, you know, that's really all I have about the bubble. Do you guys have anything else maybe for the bubble you thought about? Or that's pretty much, that? that's pretty much. I mean, I just see it going like this sometimes and since it kind of like shrinks down a little bit, then it gets bigger yeah. again. So right now I just, I drive down the freeway and I think about how many people, how many farms just from Las Cruces to Anthony are already here, you know, and there's a lot and all over highway 28 and up and down 70. I mean, we're just in the Southwest right here below the checkpoint. We're, we're flooded, man. There's yeah. this product coming in for sure. There's a surplus. The one thing I do want to add to that is, is that I hope because there's going to be such a surplus of product, predominantly flour, that innovation comes in and that science comes in and that mm -hmm. we can use those products yeah. for something more than what we're used to. Therefore, creating a, a demand for that either undesirable, and I don't mean distillate or isolate. There's plenty of that out yeah. there, but you know, predominantly like in body care and things of that nature, where people start understanding that there truly is benefits to these products besides just smoking it or eating it. So, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, more on the medical side, even though it's all moved towards recreational, people that don't want to go get their med card can now go into a recreational shop and find a product that might help or that they might think might help or whatever. I mean, it just opens up, 
it opens up the doors for people that wouldn't have felt comfortable walking into these stores. So those are new variables or new consumers that we have to take into consideration. There you go. That's something that, you know, isn't plugged into the, you know, any of these uh, equations. So, you know, that's something that you brought up just there that, you know, we can put into, you know, an unknown variable, but there's even more that we don't know. So when you have an equation, make sure that you have the unknown variables when it comes along with it. All right. Anyway, um, thank you guys for that. These are really all good points. Do you have anything before we move on? No, no. Okay. I know. Thank you. Um, so our last thing, last of the show, I just wanted to take, give some bonus information. Uh, there's an event going on this weekend, the fifth annual growers cup. I know you guys mentioned you, you know, won three out of five of them. Are you guys entered in this year? Uh, no, we didn't. We're no. super swamped with manufacturing and production. Um, although we've had a great time in the past. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys got three, three trophies. You got the bragging rights for that. So, you know, I guess let someone else have the little light for a little bit. Huh? <laughs> I'm sure you guys will be back at it sometime. Um, so this weekend, if you guys aren't, aren't, you know, aware of what the, the Growers Cup is. It's just a annual celebration in uh, La Luz, which is near Alamogordo. Um, it's over in an orchard, real pretty, you know, towards the side of the mountain. And um, it's just really a bunch of growers locally get together and um, put their stuff in a competition uh, to get sense to judges. They blind test everything and they put the results in. And I guess Matt already has his results of who won. Um, so that's going on this weekend, May 13th, 2023, because at the time of recording, that's what the date's going to be. But, you know, you could be watching this from a year from now. Um, so hopefully then we're on the sixth annual, <laughs> uh, sixth annual Girls Cup. So um, these are really cool events that are going on. I try to let everybody know well, what's going on and everything. Um, there's another one that's going to be going on next week, but that one's in Albuquerque. And it's going to be the Cannabis Canacon. Um, that one I don't know too much about. I actually just heard about it in the past recent weeks. Um, and, if you know, we have it up here on the screen and everything. So this is the website. If you guys want to go and check it out, that's cool. If you're in the area up there, if you're going to be, or if you maybe want to go network, um, this is a great opportunity to network because here in New Mexico, that's one thing that people forget to do is networking. Um, and I think that any event where New Mexicans and local New Mexicans and local producers can get together and network and meet each other, I think it's a great event. You know, that's one thing that, and we were talking about this before the show, one thing that the High Times uh, Cannabis Cup here in New Mexico is lacking is that networking aspect. Because back in the day, that's how a lot of these growers and a lot of these cultivars or strains got known was, you know, the networking aspect. It wasn't just the fact that you were at the high times and you won the cup. No, it was the networking. You went there and you met these different growers and you met these people who had lights or different nutrients or whatever, um, or different cultivars and seeds and clip clones and, you know, all kinds of stuff. You know, it's an innovation thing. And so when you go online solely, like they're doing with, with the, the High Times Cup, uh, Cannabis Cup, you know, you, you're hindering that. And yeah. I think that's one thing that's missing from it now. And yeah. I think that's one thing that things like this still has. It still gives you benefit because sometimes there could be an ancillary business that, you know, helps you out like a, like a lighting company, you know, like, you know, they're, they're really helpful when it comes to growing, you know, nutrient companies, you know, um, maybe a company that provides cheaper, you know, base oils that you guys use or something like that there for, you know, topicals, you know, the list goes on. And so these businesses sometimes set up at these conventions and you don't even know they exist. I mean, there's times where I've been to the conventions and I'm like, that's actually really cool, you know, and, you know, it's just really good for innovation and it's really great for networking. I've met so many people in the industry nationwide, you know, just going through cannabis conventions here in the state. I mean, how, how do you guys feel about your know, conventions and everything? Exactly what you just said. I mean, before before the legalization, a lot of our network was from attending cups or events that we we had to go sh chase them to other states. But we would go and 
look for genetics or different breeders or different equipment. But the conventions here locally are what I've enjoyed the most. They've actually helped our business grow and they've brought us in time after time. And, you know, that anybody associated with the cannabis conventions and the Southwest Trade Association and all them, those people have helped us out drastically, yeah. man. So it's a big reason that we've gotten callbacks. We don't know how to approach a lot of the new consumers. So these places have brought together other people looking to do business. And like, for example, our, one of our last customers was like, oh, yeah, we went to the convention hoping we would find a little hippie that made body products and came around the corner and there your wife was. <laughs> so it was, you know, just those things like that. And that's how we build stories for the community and for time to come, you know, whether we are able to stick around for the long haul or not. These events are big, especially the ones that are coming mm -hmm. to Las Cruces, yeah. because not everybody can leave their farm or not everybody can leave their everyday nine to five. And it helps us get out for the day, you know, and show our showcase our products, talk to people. Like you said, networking, man, that's the mm -hmm. biggest thing. And a lot of us from back in the day didn't really network. We didn't have social media or any of that, you know, so it's great, man. Yeah. Uh, podcasts like these, you know, that are actually going to broadcast and show us to the world. So. Thank you. We appreciate yes, you bringing us on. That's huge, man. Oh, no. Thank you, guys. And I really appreciate you being on. And, you know, like that was the last event I had. So, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to say before we get out of here? That's pretty much it, man. Yeah. yeah. Give right. us a follow. Um, if you're interested, reach out on uh, Instagram or Facebook. If you're interested in products, we can help guide you to a uh, dispensary closest to you. We are not yet north of the uh, checkpoint yet, but hopefully soon we'll be. Cool. Yeah. And that's funny. That's a term because, you know, we have to deal with so many checkpoints <laughs> in the area. But yeah, just just north of us. If you guys are past the checkpoint, lucky you. Um, so anyway, guys, that's this week's episode of Ch Ask Chad Grassy Logic. I'll be back next week with another episode. And don't forget that Coco Dean and I from Four Seas Cannabis, we're doing random um, reviews and stuff like that. So keep looking out, out for those. All right, guys. Well, let's get us out of here. Want to get us out of here? Yeah, absolutely. Chad. Yeah, thank Thanks again. Man. Yeah, All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Shoots.